Hello again and welcome to the Human Nutrition and Lifestyle Podcast. Today we're doing a bit of a, a shorter version, a, a meet the host version today, all about me and what we want to achieve from these podcasts. In case you don't already know, my name is Matthew Douse and I have been into nutrition ever since I can remember. About 20 years ago, over 20 years ago now, I studied exercise and sports science at college with what was at the time an up-to-date nutrition diploma module. However, since then, lots has changed within nutrition. Plenty more science and plenty more studies have emerged, causing some of the material that was originally taught to me 20 plus years ago to be no longer the focus of what great nutrition should consist of. I therefore decided to further my studies in nutrition and look a bit deeper into what was going on with paleoanthropology and biochemistry and nutrition short courses, as well as learning from leading thought leaders like uh, cardiologist Asim Mahotra, who has recently been on BBC News and Sky News, looking to get processed food out of the NHS. Filmmaker and author Brian Sanders, he's on the same thought lines as me, not in any particular camp such as keto, carnivore, vegan or anything like that, just looking at nutrient-dense food, filling our plates with nutrient-dense food. And also more recently, I've been looking at Dr. Ben Bickman, who I got his book, it's a great book, Why We Get Sick, and he focuses on insulin and how it affects chronic diseases so these thought leaders just that's just a sample there's a lot more out there i hope in the future to get some of these thought leaders and specialists onto the podcast for you but anyway so yeah i've practically filled the best part of the last 20 years of my life learning about and exploring nutrition and even to the depths of self-experimentation I have been vegan for probably about five days. I went vegetarian for a little bit longer. I've, I've been carnivore, keto, paleo, Whole30, pescatarian, and all the little ones in between. I've done them all. I've, I've focused on them all, thinking what was the best, how can I get the best out of myself, and, and looked into all these different kinds of nutrition that's out there. This is why I now believe I am well qualified to speak about what I believe is the proper optimum nutrition. Throughout all these different diets, I learned the science on the way and, and tried to clear the water as I went. The sad thing is that the water is very, very murky out there and it's not easy to tell what is truth and what is marketing or just a bare-faced lie. So, as I say, uh, I've experimented with all types of nutrition myself and can hand on heart say that I've never felt better now that I'm on a nutrient-dense, no-processed carbohydrates, high-saturated fat, protein-packed form of nutrition. I suppose the revelation for me was, as I tried to become a better athlete, I've always been active playing sports like football. I was a personal trainer leading classes and I've always been running throughout all of my life. A few years ago, I decided I'd have a more structured go at triathlons, something I'd not done since college. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. Initially, my body was unable to cope and recover from training 
and I had to be smart with my nutrition. Well, at least what I thought was being smart, which was to try and fuel every exercise session possible. At the time, I was on a high carbohydrate nutrition with plenty of processed foods, not really bothering how I ate, what I ate, because I was training, so it was all right, in theory. I remember years ago at college, this is what we was taught. Eat high carbohydrate meals to fuel every single workout. And while some of this is true for your professional athletes, then just for your amateur athletes like this, what happens is you get too many carbohydrates to fuel your next workout. It stores up as glycogen and then carries on, stores up as fat, and you never get round to burning it. You're just constantly burning glucose as your number one fuel. Once I'd realised this started to not work for me, I was bonking a lot on, on longer rides, which means I was running out of energy. I wasn't able to do workout after workout. I was just, after one workout a day, that was me done, I was finished. So that's what really got me looking into what I could do. Could my nutrition really play a different role in helping me to progress as a triathlete? And sure enough, when I actually worked out that what my body needed was to be able to access its fat stores, to burn fat for energy rather than the glucose, continual eating of glucose, then this is where things changed. My workouts became easier and I could recover a lot quicker, meaning I could train more, not necessarily harder, but more often without the dreaded feeling of DOMS. Now, most people have experienced DOMS at some time if they've exercised in their life, it stands for delayed onset muscle soreness and it's produced after we have inflamed our muscles to the extreme by pushing them past their limits. In order to limit this effect of DOMS, our body fights the inflammation by way of repair. And in order for our body to do this quickly and effectively, it needs the right nutrients to do so, including essential amino acids. And where are these essential amino acids? That's right, they're in the nutrient-dense food, in the animal produce, and in foods that contain high amounts of protein. So there I am, sidetracking again and talking to you about nutrition. But it's not only me. My family strive to have a nutrient-dense nutrition now. And going forward, I hope to introduce the benefits to my whole family, across the board, and my friends. I understand changing habits of a lifetime is hard. And limiting carbs, eliminating processed foods, and prioritising protein and saturated fats from nutrient-dense food are all think good things to say, but perhaps they're harder things to do and to get right within anyone's particular lifestyle. This is why I'm here and I'm trying to help everybody find a way that they can do it that will suit them best. And for most people, the best way to do it is slowly. Nothing's going to change overnight. Just be better today than you was yesterday. To go from lots of carbs and lots of sugars in your diet to none will only have you craving it, wanting it more and is likely that you will fail. And just revert back to what you know. It turned out my wife took a lot longer than me to actually convert to be a fat burner. 
However, I now hear her saying things like, the girls at work today had cake and they offered me a bit. I didn't want it. Had a little taste and it tasted far too sweet. Or for tea, she will actually go out and buy some steaks and say a fancy steak or a fancy salmon. Is that okay? Her body is now wanting and craving the nutrient-dense food because realising how much it really plays a part in keeping your energy levels high and keeping a smile on your face, making sure you're happy. However, I paint a rosy picture of it. Now, don't be thinking we are perfect. Far from it. Nobody is. Food will always have an emotional attachment to it. And the emotional attachment to some particular foods are harder to break than others. And from time to time, something indulgent is necessary. Especially for women who are more in constant conflict every month with their bodies. Their hormones are constantly fluctuating somewhat differently to us males. So a 100% nutrient-dense, absolutely perfect nutrition can exist yes you can do it but it is very very unlikely the main thing is if you want the indulgence if you need the indulgence then fine have it it's your body's way of saying look i just want this just i just want this just now right now i just want this hit of sugar i want this piece of cake let me have it and that is perfectly fine just make sure the rest of your diet is how it should be and you won't spiral into going back to having full carbs, every meal carbs, loading up your body full of glycogen, leading to vast amounts of fat being stored. You may actually find, like my wife and, and like myself, that over time you just don't want those sweet treats anymore. You just don't want the processed sugar. I mean, carbohydrates feature in our diets without doubt. Like I said before, I did try a full carnivore diet and I believe a carnivore diet is a great reset diet, same as keto. They are great reset diets, but to carry them on long term is somewhat hard work because you're constantly thinking, well, I can't have that, I can't have this, I can't do that. And that's just not a way to live and not a way to be thinking about your nutrition. All you really want to be doing is eating good food, not thinking, can't have this, I can't have that. And by good food, just pick real food. So carbohydrates do feature in our diets things like sweet potatoes and vegetables and mushrooms and cheeses and milk. You know, a lot of people say don't drink milk, it's got carbs in it. Yeah, it has, but it's a great natural food. And also with me training for, like say, triathlons and things, then the carbohydrates help to keep my glycogen stores full so I can call on it at any time. Obviously, at the moment, most of my training's easy because there's no races or anything going on. So I'm just at the foundation level of just eating real food and not really concentrating on how my glycogen stores are. If and when we do venture a bit more into specific training, then that's perhaps when I'll have to consider upping my carbohydrate intake to support my glycogen stores. But again, these will not be processed carbohydrates. They will only be natural carbohydrates from vegetables and milk, things like that, 
um, that uh, natural foods. We'll explore exercise and nutrition a bit more in later episodes. Um, but for now, it's great just to build the foundation, make sure you're able to burn your fat and make sure you're able to stay in control of your glucose. Don't get too much. And if you are training a little bit, don't fear the natural vegetables and carbohydrates to make sure that you've got enough in your glycogen stores for as and when you need it. I guess really I'm just trying to show by way of example that you can live better than you are doing right now. You can get more energy. You can have more of a super immune system capable of fighting off any disease, any infection and capable of repairing itself if you let it. We have all been given a very unique vessel in which to live and thrive. So why not get the best out of it that we possibly can? Let's not poison it or slowly destroy it with putting horrible things into it. The magnificent machine that is our human body deserves to be treated correct. Now, going forward through this podcast and through social media and email and hopefully soon to come website, I hope to bring as many people as possible on board with a nutrient-dense nutrition. I've got some exciting guests coming up on the podcast very soon and hope everyone can learn from them, learn lots. And even if you only take one thing away from each podcast, then that's great. But just remember that it takes time. Be patient with it. And we're always here to support you if you need it. So my final thing to say is just something I try to say to myself every day. And that is, be the best version of me possible. So be the best you can be and only ever answer to yourself. You're only ever doing things for yourself. Forget everybody else. Think about what you can do for you. And in the future, I hope to run a bit of a Q&A podcast. So if you've got any questions, whether it be lifestyle, nutrition, exercise, sleep or, or anything related, then just send it through to me through the email address, through direct messaging on Instagram um, or you can join up with a Facebook group. At fa in the Facebook group, it's Human Nutrition and Lifestyle. On Instagram, we're at Human Nutrition Lifestyle or one word and human nutrition lifestyle, all one word, at mail.com, M-A-I-L.com for the email. So be in touch. Stay positive, and we'll end this week there, and see you next time.